0: Welcome back to Raging Nerds or we'll Rage Laryngear Drums. This is episode 21, and this is Thirsty, joined by my co-host,
1: the wonderfully technologically inept John.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's you, man. Uh, We've kind of been MIA for a couple weeks. Uh, We've been taking a break. Everything's been super hectic in our personal lives and just our lives in general. I mean, I have a convention coming up soon. I have a couple conventions coming up. So definitely just very busy all around.
1: Oh, yeah, and I just got done being the best man for my friend's wedding, and it was a cosplay wedding.
0: It was amazing. Uh, Our host, John, went to a wedding, and it was Legend of Zelda themed.
1: Oh, yes, and I got to dress up as Silent Bob.
0: (laughs) It was really awesome. Um, I saw all the pictures of their wedding. You know, truly congrats to them. You know, shout out. They're really cool people. Oh, yes. But what else? What else is going on in your life, man?
1: Oh, normal things. Um... In the IRL job is getting annoying, so I'm hunting now. So that's yeah, fine.
0: I've heard about that. I heard that you said there you're hunting.
1: Oh yeah. So um, see how that goes. I already got a couple of ones that we talking to I and mean, filling out some more applications and get all prepared for that wonderful thing that we all hate
0: oh gosh man i've been at the same job for about three years now and i love it so i can i cannot complain this is literally my favorite job that i've had so i mean do i want more money yes i do but that's about it (laughs) everything else is great about the job so i cannot complain
1: wait till you hit year 10
0: Uh, You know, maybe, maybe, who knows, but I'm always open for better job opportunities. But you know what, let's get into this. Okay, so this episode, uh, we are going to do comic indie reviews. Woo! Yeah! (laughs) Always got to help out those little guys, right? Uh, So this is going to be a two-part segment since we got so many submissions, which we love. We loved getting all these in, okay? Uh, So we're going to do probably like six or seven comics today, and then same for next week, six comics.
1: Oh, yes. I burnt through a lot of toner printing these things up.
0: <laughs> yeah. John, for some reason, has to print these out, but it's because his eyes hurt from looking at the screen after a while, which is, you know, you're being a podcaster and all kind of sucks. <laughs>
1: I'm old, okay. I'm old.
0: <laughs> John's about a decade older than me, so I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him some leeway, leeway on this, okay. Um, but you know, let's let's go ahead and start with our first comic, right? So oh, yes. we got in a bunch of submissions from Reality Comics, okay. So we have four comics from them, which is Death Witch, The Phantom Kid, Indies, Structable, and a Devil. Uh, you can read these separately, but if you put them together, uh, they kind of have story lines and characters that overlap. So it's a, it's cute if you read them all together. It's kind of like, ah, that's cool. I read that somewhere else. But the first one that is up is Death Witch.
1: Oh yes. I did enjoy this comic, but I really do wish I didn't print these. I don't think these were in color, were they?
0: No. Um, with okay. These com- with these comics, they do the coloring on the first panel of the cover page, and then the insides are black and white. This is just the press comics this we got these from the press website so i'm not sure if they do or do not print in color like on shelves
1: okay i said double check is well all i have is a black and white printer
0: so so we we, uh, most of our stuff is press the press you know copies which aren't the final copies or they're not the copies that get printed and shown to the public oh yes So, with Death Witch, uh, it starts with a woman going by the name of Maya. She self-identifies as Hindu, uh, but she's told by a lawyer that she's not really Hindu. Uh, Her father is either God or Satan, and her real name is Trinity Cross. Now, that's a stripper name. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Like it, it is so a stripper name, and it's so confusing the first couple of panels because she's like, you know, I don't believe in a god. I'm Hindu. Hello, and he's like, um, but bitch, <laughs> your your dad's either God or Satan. So she goes through this this dilemma where she thought she was something her whole life, a woman of color, you know, this rich ethnic background, and then nope, you're you're just something else that we we don't even know what you are.
1: Uh but now that you said it was a stripper name that I did not pick up that on that at all. <laughs> so now I got going through my head and welcome to the stage, Trinity Cross. <laughs>
0: but you can see her, right? I mean that's amazing. I, I can now <laughs> Uh, So in 48 hours, she teams up with the fairy and follows him to her destiny. She tries to fight what's happening to her and ends up losing everything. So there's like this huge twist at the end of the comic. Um, But at the end, she now takes on her true identity as Trinity Cross. Um, I love I love the outlining, the inking of this comic. Uh, It's very detailed. The panels do stay consistent. So that's yes. really good. I know with some artists, they can't keep that consistency. And sometimes the characters don't even look the same from page to page. So that was great.
1: Well, one thing I do kind of wonder, though, was this actually like like hand-drawn out? Or was this more of like the computer the computer panels where they're drawing everything out and they can just copy and paste what they want across? That might be a good thing right there.
0: I'm not sure about that. Um, these these all look hand-drawn. Um. They don't really use a lot of the computer-generated stuff unless they're doing backgrounds and stuff like that, I'm sure.
1: Okay. I was just wondering because I'm flipping through it again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, weird things pop through my mind. (laughs) <laughs> Along with um, people going, welcome to the stage <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it, it, was, um, it was a good comic call and all um, t- Towards the end it starts getting heavy narration And there's a lot of bulky black boxes With with the narrator speaking towards her behalf And I just think it's too much It did not need all that narration going on at the end um, I think we kind of figured out what was going on It should have maybe had like one block of what's happening. That that was the one thing that really bugged me with this comic.
1: I would have to agree, that did get kinda narration y. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna I'm just gonna coin that word now. <laughs> Webster Dictionary. Here's the new word. <laughs> but yeah, they could've like put everything kinda there and just had like one big one on the side where it could've just filled in the whole thing. But how they got in place I could see with the different with the different panels that it's kinda needed.
0: Right. I mean, I like the art of it. Uh, it kind of throws you into things. There's not really a backstory going on or anything like that, which is, it can kind of be confusing. Um, the end, it's like this huge thing that happens to her, which pushes her over the edge of becoming Trinity Cross, which you kind of don't understand what's happening there. I don't under, I don't know if they're going to go into that later on, but I don't, the first comic just had so much going on that I... It's hard to grasp if that makes sense.
1: I can understand that entirely. At least i just going through here. For me, like, as I was reading, I went from one spot of the story and it just kind of throws you right into another one here. And, like, and I had to go back a couple pages and reread it about two or right. three times. To be Like, right. oh, okay, there's this little thing that just segues right over to it.
0: Mm-hmm. But the art's great. You know, I love it. Um, I mean, it's a good comic all in all. Um, I would definitely suggest that they work on the text blocks for sure and maybe lighten up on the narrating. Yes. But it's a good comic. I give it a 2.5 out of 5. Um, it's not bad. The art itself really makes it stand out.
1: All right, I'm going to have to agree with that on the 2.5. Maybe a 2.6. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. This comic is made by Keith Planet, James Avila, and Lucas Gatani. So for the next comic, we have The Phantom Kid. Now this one, um, it was quite enjoyable. It was a little, you know, more of the light heartiness, you know, kind of reminds you of like old school, 1950s, 1940 comics, you know, those ones are just supposed to be like really funny and uplifting. Um, So the story starts off with, his town sends him off to Railway City to be a hero. But not a superhero, so don't get confused about that, okay? Um, He ran into a gang called the Muertes and narrowly escapes. He jumps in, tries to save a group of young ladies, but his whole tactic is throwing metal objects at people. Pipes. (laughs) Yes, yes. um, His superhero power, if you will, is always landing on his feet.
1: So he's like a cat.
0: Yes, he is a cat hero. (laughs) Um, It seems like no matter how big of trouble he gets in, he always lands on his feet and he never gets hurt. Uh, But he roams the city trying to fulfill his new position as a superhero while trying to stay alive and hidden.
1: Oh, yes, especially with his wonderful homemade costume.
0: It definitely like very reminiscent of Spider-Man in the very beginning where he's just like wearing a hoodie and it's just like all like... It's it's rough. <laughs> oh, yeah. This guy's wearing a um, winter beanie with a pom pom on the top of his hands. He's wearing um, flight goggles, uh, and then that's it. That's his disguise for his face.
1: <laughs> and I was half expecting the cape, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so this one is actually pretty interesting all the way through because just it goes there and bells the mirth mur- the mirth is like I can't say words right now, <laughs> but. He does everything he can to try to pretty much be the hero of everything. But at the same time, you can tell he's this is like a whole new realm that he is in.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, you can totally tell he is not... This is his first rodeo, right? He's totally inexperienced. Um, I liked the gang that they introduced. It was a nice, like, villain, you know, first villain kind of thing. Nothing too hard, nothing too easy. But I don't know who else he could fight in Railway City. I mean, Railway City is pretty dangerous. As you can tell, it's kind of the basis of where all of these comics happen in. Um, And, I mean, there's, like, demonic shit that happens in this city. And I'm like, Phantom Kid, how are you going to do this? <laughs> like, you you kind of scared away some thugs after the cops came with some wrenches, but that's about it.
1: Well, may- you know, maybe he's trying to be like the Batman, you know, no real... Superpowers. He's, like, he,
0: he's like the poor man's Batman, I guess. I mean, <laughs> there
1: you go, middle class Batman.
0: <laughs> he's middle class Batman. There we go. Um, but I mean, everything flowed really nicely. Um, I love the visuals. It was funny. I liked how funny it was,
1: especially with the uh, few pages in, and then you see the newspaper that's in there. Yes. Yes, the Phantom Kid, social media frenzy over a new running away hero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hashtag the Phantom Kid. <laughs> um, it's a good comic. I don't know how real they can get with this. Um, I like my comics to be like if you're gonna do like the reality kind of thing where it's like a real person, no superheroes. I kind of want it to be more realistic. Um, I think in those kind of circumstances. It would have gone a different way. He would have gotten hurt. Um, how many villains can he actually take on without being overwhelmed? You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, again, I give this one a 2.5 out of 5. It's, it's good. It's funny. I had a couple laughs. Um, I just want more. Uh, maybe some more information. Maybe next comic, he gets more skills, gets more gear. You know, he gets help from other people, which it kind of alludes to in this comic. So I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes from here.
1: I, I am as well, because, you know... I- with him being, you know, middle class Batman, maybe he picks up some new weapons from the local Goodwill or Salvation <laughs> <Maybe>. Army. <laughs> that
0: would be hilarious. I would love to see a panel where he just goes into the Goodwill and he finds like ten Easter baskets, and he just like starts throwing Easter baskets at villains. That's what I would love to see.
1: <laughs> or you know, maybe he decides to like you know grab a chancula and start flinging there those you things. Go. To people.
0: Exactly, that would be amazing. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I would definitely give this like a 2.7, 2.8, just because th- this is the lightheartedness that I like. Yeah. Still can't wait for more issues of this, because it does kind of leave you on a little bit, little, little bit of a... A little wouldn't, bit. I wouldn't say like a cliffhanger, but more of like a ledge hanger.
0: Right. I'm excited to see where <laughs> it goes. Um, maybe I just wanted a little bit more, maybe a little bit more information. I- I'm more of a binger, so it's kind of hard for me to read comics one at a time. I like getting, like, five or ten comics so I know what's happening, so that just might be me. Um, but the next comic that we have from Reality Comics is Indestructible. Um, it's a play on Indie Comics. So they're the indestructibles, but the word is indies. So it's it's cute. It's a cute play of words. You like it already. Uh, so this one, it's, uh, this one was really confusing for me. So Doug, which is also known as the Vortex, Speedwheel, which is known as Superfast, 2D, and Mechatorsis are the characters in this game. And I don't know if I'm even saying that. It's like Mechatorsis. It's Uh. like Marcus with like Mecca something in it. It's really weird, Uh, but it starts off with Doug having problems controlling his vortex um, in his body. Um, So he meets a stranger from another realm called Two D. Uh, the Vortex becomes a problem when monsters start to come out of it and the other heroes emerge. So it's kind of where everyone just comes together. You know, th- this is what Indestructibles is, everything like that. It kind of gives a backstory on, a, on some of the people. Um, Speedwell is really funny. I like him. I didn't even realize Speedwell was in a wheelchair until like... At the end of the comic, where I'm like, he's in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really cool. I mean, that's really awesome that they're kind of. These don't look like the typical superheroes. Uh, Doug the Vortex is a large, average white guy. Um, so you don't. You would never think that that would be kind of superhero. Speed Will is, again, in a wheelchair, but he has super speed. That's awesome. Um, Mechatrosis, he's. Um, um, african-american male his feet extend super long that's his superhero power 2D is a woman she's from a different dimension does not really give any information about her
1: well of course she's from a different dimension they don't have internet or uh, like social media
0: <laughs> <laughs> um i i love how the comic opens up um i don't just too many narration blocks i just there's just too many. I don't like it when it's just like, I want to look at the pretty visuals and then you can talk to me. You know what I'm saying?
1: Okay, now I'll give you that for the first panel. Yeah, there's it, one, there's, two, three, it, four, it, there's it,
0: six. There's six narration blocks in the very first page.
1: Yeah, it is kind of uh, convoluted there a little bit. Yeah. But I would say the story does remind me of uh, the Justice Friends.
0: <laughs> a little bit? Yes, I could totally see that. Um. I don't know. I think that they, they try to take it like, oh, there's these normal people that you would never think they're superheroes. Um, I don't know. It's not my favorite out of the four comics from them. It, it really isn't. Um, I'm not a big fan of Doug the Vortex. S- Speedwheel's my favorite. Um, they don't give any information on Tootie. She just kind of comes up out of nowhere. Um, and then for somehow they end up in a restaurant. I don't even like why were they going? They were going to a restaurant to meet someone and then while they were waiting his vortex opened up and then there was bad guys in the restaurant too. It was it was just a lot going on. Yeah. So I, I, I just think it was too much. There was just too much going on uh, for an introductory comic.
1: Yeah, it, it it was pretty packed as as much as they can get into it. Mm-hmm. Might have to like streamline it a little bit more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But not not bad. Not the greatest one I've read. <laughs> That's not bad.
0: <laughs> it's 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 not horrible. I'm not trying to be too judgmental. Uh, the art the art's okay. It's not my favorite out of all the reality comics. I think there is a lot better art in the other ones. Um, it, it's okay. It's an okay comic. I probably would not buy this comic. It has funny moments. It has good moments. It it has some good characters, but it just not. It is did not tickle my pickle. <laughs> <laughs> it did not tickle my pickle whatsoever.
1: And there was no nickel. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I would say this would be a good one to like kind of save for a little bit, like with the others, and just kind of have this as, you know, like, maybe... A short series further down the line of the other characters coming I together.
0: can see that. I I, I would like that. Um, but this comic, this was made by Keith Planet, Jarrett Katz, and Jerome Gagnon. I give it a 2.3 out of 5. Um, I, I'm, I, it, I'm not that big on it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it, was no. just, it was just too busy for me.
1: I'm going to agree with you 100% on that one. <laughs>
0: uh, but you know what? My favorite one out of reality comics. This is actually pretty good comic. It's Weird Devil.
1: Uh, yes. The one that reminds me of that Batman character.
0: (laughs) So, it's a man by day, demon by night. A man called Joe, he works for the commissioner's office as a social media coordinator. He just got his lucky break on co-writing a piece. He has an agreement with the devil that cohabitates with him, but it seems to not be working so well. As we soon discover, as he ventures deep under the town, there is... Much more to him than we realize. Oh, yes. The, wow. the opening panels are amazing. I love that the first panel happens and it's kind of just alluding to this dark theme that's happening. Um, I love that there's torn out notebook sheets that are the narrating blocks and it's like super cute and it's like dear reader and it's giving you all this information. Um, that's cute. I can take all of the narrating blocks on that one because it's actually giving you information and they're doing it in a tasteful way. Yes. But then it opens up and it's... It's this demon, like, you can see this demon, he's with a woman, and it's kind of re- revealing the nature of this demon. I mean, lust, hunger, sin. That's this. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, especially whenever he's in bed with her and he's like, I want to pluck your spinal cord out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she's like, what? Nothing, I'm leaving. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of interesting, like with the first three pages, it's kind of just like loose, like pencil drawing Mm -hmm. through it. So it gets, it actually alludes to kind of like the darker side of them because it does show the...
0: I like it. I don't know. know if this is just the press version of it or if it's for all the comics, but the first three panels, as you say, it's very, the characters themselves are very wiry. Yeah. It's, you know, just like sketched out kind of things and it and it's awesome because it kind of shows the um unbalancedness, the just the nature of these characters. You know, these aren't normal characters. These are I want to say, like, bad individuals. You know what I'm saying? It oh, kind of, yeah. like, illustrates how they are inside. And that's why they look wiry and sketched out. And there's pencil everywhere. And I like it. I, I think it alludes to the nature of these characters that we'll probably see and meet in the future.
1: Oh, yeah. Know. Especially, like, just how they are. Like, when you get to where he's in this nor- human form. Yes. It's all not not so crazy pencil drawing or anything like that it's, it's a, a lot, really lot more clean cut c- right but then when it starts showing the demon that's yes. when it starts getting a little crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so the art itself, it's um, it's not exactly like clean digital comics. It looks like it's hand drawn. It looks like someone actually sketched out every single panel. Um, I like it. It's very different. You know, now the stuff that you see is just very clean cut. You know, it's drawn on with a digital pen. You know, there's not much going on. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, like with this, it actually really goes into everything with the characters. Yes, and I do kind of miss the old, the old pen and paper style drawing on a lot mm. of things.
0: But with this one, you can see the struggle. um, You can see where the comic is going. You can see what the comic is about. And I think that's why I love this one. Because, I mean, they're showing you exactly what they're going to do. They're like, hey, this is the main character. This is going on with the main character. This is what we're doing. Um, There's not all this extra side story crap. Like, this is just the first issue. So it wants to get to that good stuff, the meat that you want to you want to get the first issue yes it shows a lot of dialogue there's like a couple good couple pages where it's a dialogue between the demon and joe himself and you can feel that struggle when i was reading this i'm like what the fuck is gonna happen like what is going on with this guy and it feels real like it's it's a really good flow it feels like this is a real conversation between a demon and a human
1: (laughs) it's kind of interesting too it's like you like him when he's in the mirror which makes sense with a lot of the other like style comics and cartoons and TV series that I've watched. It, it really is, just really points out the internal struggle.
0: Yes, like, I mean, that's what this whole thing is. It is internal struggle. I love the demon inside of him. Um, the whole thing is like, the demon's taking extra advantage of him, and he's like, hey man, you can't do this, you're affecting the real, my real life. And the demon's like, ah, tough titties, man. Like, this is this is how it's gonna be. You know, you set rules for me, I'm kind of following them, so just get, get the fuck over it. Well,
1: kind of like, I mean, you give a when, it's, when he's going through the sewer and actually going through and he's starting to feel the demons starting to come out in him.
0: I yeah. love that part. I love when he starts going underground under the city and there's a lot of, like, Satanistic looks. There's a pentagram. There is obviously some kind of um, demonology kind of stuff going on under town. And that kind of makes you think, is that why this city is so disturbed? Is that why there's all these heroes and villains in this city? Like, what's going on? You know? Like, is the city possessed by demons? And it kind of makes you want to think, like, hey, like, I want more of this. Oh, yes. I give this comic a good 3.6 out of 5. It was good. I want to read more. I would definitely pick it up at the comic store.
1: Oh, most definitely. This is definitely one that you would look, see, read, when you go to the new comic book day, you read a couple pages, like, I'm gonna take this one, and the next issue, (laughs) whichever (laughs) ones I got. Definitely a very good read, and I, yeah, I'm going to give give the same rating on this one because I want to see more of this.
0: <laughs>
1: I would actually uh, like to see it colorized too.
0: I would love to see a colorized version of it. I really would. Um, I I guess I'm used to black and whites reading a bunch of Walking Dead comics, uh, but with with this comic, I would love to see color. Oh yes, yeah. Um, you know what? Let's go to our next comic. We have Wretches, which is made and published by James Roche.
1: Oh yes, the one. This one I thoroughly enjoyed all the way through.
0: Yes, uh, the main artists on here were James Roche, uh, Solomon Ferris, Chenlin Zhao, and Jamie Mee. So it's, again, the first page you look at it, it's awesome. The colors are there. You see the two main characters, um, which are Sean and Shay. Um, I love the car- cover page.
1: Oh, yes. Um, I'm going to have to agree with you on the color, because like I said, I have a black and white printer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am so sorry, because you have to see this in color. It really, black and white would not give this justice.
1: No, it, it comes close, but need the color for the, the pop factor.
0: Right, right, right. Lin Zhao, which also does uh, Speak New Evil, is the colorist on this one. And she's really good at what she does. Oh, wow. Yes, yes, Chen Lin Zhao is really good. I saw the coloring, and I'm like, why does this look so familiar Chenlin Chen Lin Zhao? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's let's get into this, right? So the comic starts on planet Zalon. It's a human settlement. Uh, stars with two siblings, Sean and Shay. They have no parents, and they grow up to be mercenaries. Also, they're called Tin Knockers. Uh, their new home is called Planet Nara, and it's a junkyard. Um, and the whole comic ends with a with their base getting raided and a vital team member being taken.
1: Oh um, yes, yeah, so as I was going through this thing, I kept getting the same thought going through my head the entire time I'm reading this.
0: Mm-hmm. Blade Runner. I could definitely see some Blade Runner stuff going on, especially with um, the robots. Uh, Now, Sean and Shay, this comic, they're hunting robots, rogue robots. Yeah. um, And that's why they're called uh, Tin Knockers. Uh, The the settlement, um, it's a human settlement on a planet. It's very busy, very cluttered, very dirty, dingy. So I could definitely see the Blade Runner reference.
1: Oh, yeah, especially with them hunting the, hum- the robots that look just like humans all the way yes. through. Yes, yes. But it was... The dynamic between the brother and sister throughout the whole comic was spectacular.
0: It was. I mean, it was it was honestly like a real brother and sister relationship. It was really well done. Um, I love the beginning of the comic because you think that you figured out the characters, right? You're like, okay, I see this character. This is it. You know, this is how it's going. And then just for a split second, the whole script fucking turns. And you're like, what? What is this? That was really good. I did not see that coming. So that was awesome. Um just the little details i mean you guys have to pick up this comic there there's so many details there's back characters upon back characters upon back characters in these panels um there there is so much little details there's aliens there's other humans you know mecha humans androids you know they say so much in these tiny little square panels
1: yes like the Great, great artistry throughout the whole thing. The lines are clean, cut, and the story flows amazing.
0: Yes, and what I love about it is that it is telling the backstory of Sean and Shay while showing the current storyline at the same exact time. I mean, that's that's amazing. So in the background, we have, it shows you the past of Sean and Shay and how they became orphans and how they became to be themselves and then on top of that they have the current storyline of what's happening oh yes so i mean i thought that was beautifully it was ingenious i mean killing kind of like two birds of one stone where it's kind of like hey where do these characters come from but i do want to see what's happening with the story at hand
1: oh yes especially when i got to the end i was
0: just like i need more yes yes i mean it was the ending was really good um i love it I love, I love this comic. It was, I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. Um, you know, I looked at, it, I'm like, oh, this is good. And then the story was like, wow, this is actually really good. I just, I love the color. I love the color. Um, I love the art. The art is beautiful. I mean, it's awesome. I can't. I can't. (laughs) Just the little details into every single thing. Some comic book artists, especially indie comic book artists, they don't have that clean and crisp lines and details. But James Roche did freaking amazing in this comic. This is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful illustration.
1: Especially in black and white, it's still amazing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Still would love color for popping.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's good. I mean, there's a major cliffhanger at the very end. It covered why these characters were doing what they were doing, what the. They gave you everything that you needed to want more. It gave you the backstory, give you the current story, it gave you where they were leading to, what was gonna happen. I mean it, it gave me everything I wanted.
1: Oh, everything indeed, and still wanting that extra tray that's coming.
0: So I, I gave this comic a four point two out of five. It really deserved it. Um really, really, really good job. I love it. I love it how when they're on base they show all the robot parts that they have, you know, the decapitated robot heads, like just these little tiny details that you that you wouldn't really need, but then he did it anyway.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with 4.5. But same thing with the detail with the severed robot heads and the limbs. And you get really into the background here. You can actually see the robotic eyes sitting in jars of some kind of liquid. It is... I love Blade Runner, so this kind of fits perfectly for me.
0: <laughs> it really it really is. I, I didn't even think about it, but it is very Blade Runner-esque. So, definitely dig it, dig it, man. From there, we're going to hit our last comic, which is Horde Comics. Uh, so, this is published by Horde Comics, and this is Horde Volume 1.
1: Uh, re- I read through it, and it's kind of jumping stories like crazy, and it kind of confused me in some spots.
0: <laughs> so, um... I, I didn't know that as well, but this is an anthology. I started reading it and I'm like, wait, these stories don't match up. What's happening. <laughs> so yes, they, this is an anthology comics. Um, this is uh, mostly, I believe, all British artists. Okay. Yes. So um, which, which one out of all of the comics were your favorite?
1: The one that I liked the best, I think it was called Got Milk, where they're where she's going around trying to just get to the grocery store to get supplies.
0: <laughs> that one was funny. Um I wasn't a huge fan of the art. Um I don't know if it was just like really pixelated. Definitely I think the funniest one of all the comics on there. It was a total different mood changer. Most of these horde comics, they're darker. A little bit I would say that Berserk uh, it's written by Andy Condit Turner it's art by Beth Varney and the letters are done by R- Robin Jones um, that's my favorite comic out of this whole anthology
1: yeah that one was very odd for me all around on that one
0: it was dark it had a little dark dark turn the the next comic kind of had a what's the word purge kind of vibe <laughs> yes it's like if the uk had their own purge (laughs) and then it somehow got mixed up into aliens it was super weird um i know that you also really loved business
1: oh yes that was very interesting all around with uh it looks like it was down in south or central america Mm -hmm. and yeah because i was like hey i'm this guy your God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, I'm the vice, you know, executive president of whatever. Um, and somehow he gets abducted by these um, Native Americans, you know, Aztecian kind of vibe. And they're starting doing their voodoo and everything. And they somehow turn this vice president into their God.
1: <laughs> well, I said, that was still kind of interesting all the way through on that one. But, like, yeah, I still prefer Got Milk. <laughs> but this one was not that bad. Especially with the details they had in the, with the backgrounds and everything. It was actually pretty interesting.
0: You know, I just pulled up um the Got Milk one, and the graphics for it are so much better. I think when I originally downloaded it, it it did not download correctly. Because I'm looking at it now, and it looks a lot better than originally it did.
1: Oh, they, there you go. Blame Adobe.
0: It, I do. No, I, I seriously do. <laughs> cause when I read, I'm like, why would they, cause it looked so rough, but no, now that I look at it, it looks really well.
1: Oh yeah. It's still just kind of funny going through, fighting, fighting all the demons out there. And then I need to get the, uh, you know, demon washing up liquid and spaghettios. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: um, I loved Entombed. I thought that was really, really, really cute. It's kind of like the Goonies, you know, kind of Goonies meets Magic School Bus kind of vibe. I don't know why <laughs> I think in the Magic School Bus, because uh, they're there learning with their professor kind of thing. Uh, but it was it was really cute. Um, if you, you guys should definitely check it out. They're going to come out with volume two soon. Most of these are in Kickstarter. I know Rich is on, is on Kickstarter, and I know that Horde Comics, Horde volume one is on Kickstarter as well so definitely check them out uh, they're on our Twitter page whenever we do post this we're going to post their information so you know ch- I love helping indie comic creators
1: oh yes as much as we can
0: for Horde Volume 1 I give it a solid 3.8 out of 5 uh, it was a good comic uh, I love the little short stories they're very cute um, so I can't wait for Volume 2
1: I'm with 3.5 just because like the, as I was re- reading through this thing all the way All the way through, then finally figured out it was the anthology after the second reading. (laughs) (laughs) That Okay, it kind of makes sense, but there are some of these that I... Some of the stories on here could really have the potential of being, like, standalones.
0: I I totally agree with you. I really do. Maybe we were just dumb and we didn't realize it was anthology. (laughs) Because before... Because it says contents and it says all of the... Separate comics Or you know Little mini comics And so I just think We just weren't Paying attention
1: (laughs) I'm gonna go with that I I know I wasn't Paying attention Until after (laughs) Like you know The second reading of it Give me the
0: visuals That's what we look for
1: (laughs) (laughs) We are very Visual people (laughs) We require many things. Just follow, just, just eat a little breadcrumbs so we know where <laughs> we're going.
0: <laughs> but no, it's good. Um, I loved all the comics. I think definitely my favorite that we reviewed today was Wretches, for sure.
1: Oh, most definitely.
0: Yeah, I, I love James Roche. Uh, he's really good. Uh, he's local to Texas. He goes to a bunch of the Houston Con Circuits around here. Um, so if you live and stay in Texas, definitely look him up. See if he's coming to one of the conventions near you.
1: I need to read find a new website to... Figure out what all conventions are coming around, though. That's one of the things I really need to do because the one I have quit updating mm-hmm. six months ago.
0: Oh, <sighs> that sucks, man. Now yeah, that's what I do. Whenever I look um, at conventions coming up, um, I just look to local Texas conventions. So there's like Texas conventions dot something, uh, but just Google local Texas conventions, and there's a bunch of websites that can help you out with that. Oh, yeah. But that is it, guys. That is episode 21, which is the first segment of our indie comic reviews. Uh, as always, you can check us out on iTunes, Google Play. We are now on Spotify, so check us out there, guys. We are also on iHeartRadio, but under that, we are Dogfin Radio for that one. You can contact me at thirsty at ragingnerdspod.com. You can contact me on social media, which is thirsty erica And with John, you can contact him.
1: All of my wonderful social media is Dogfin Studios, or you can send me an email, or anything else through that matter, through dogfinstudios at gmail.com.
0: Awesome! Don't forget to give us a five-star rating on iTunes to get us out there and to get people listening to us. We definitely appreciate it, and we appreciate you guys for sticking around for so long. So check us out next week for our second part of our comic review.
1: We hope to hear from you on all our wonderful stuff.
0: See you guys next week.